0: Welcome to the very first episode of Third Side, Navigating Popular Culture by Black Flame. My name is Adam Campbell.
1: My name is John Shaw. This episode, we're going to be talking about the consequences of greater magic in society. We've got with us today, the man, the musician, the magician, Adam Cardone. We're really, really looking forward to that. So John, I wanted to
0: ask you a couple of questions before we start the show proper. What has this project or this project been for you? Uh, what's it been like uh, putting all this together with me, this entire new show, when you have other things going on? Uh, how's going it been? Honest or, or the, the... Honest.
1: Oh, Absolutely sure honest. It's a fucking nightmare, dude. I mean, you know, he doesn't leave me alone. No, seriously. It's, it's been great. It's been great. The lo- From the logo to conceptualizing everything about the show has just been amazing. I can't stress that enough. Well, it is really
0: exciting because we are stepping on brand new territory. I mean, this is a live... <laughs> With video dropping out from Adam Cardone consistently. (laughs) Um, This is live, obviously. Uh, We're going to be working out some of these bugs, hopefully, in future episodes. But um, the process has been pretty... Uh, you know, it's it's been pretty exciting but challenging. Trying to get everything flowing the way we want it to flow. So, for those of you tuning in for this very first episode, you've been privately selected so that you can see little errors like this that we're experiencing right now. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe in the future, if this happens, I'll just go immediately to like to a like, uh, uh, intermission button, <laughs> and you'll just startly see the. The intermission of the episode rather than all of us messing up um, like we are right now. But that's okay. It's This is part of the charm of a live show. For those of you joining us, we are live in chat. So what you are seeing us saying right now is going to be delayed from your chat room responses. You can type right this second and we will see you type it. But again, because there's a video delay, something that we don't really have control over uh... it's gonna be a little bit wonky if our topic is changing dramatically so we're gonna be talking a lot about um obviously the consequences of greater magic in society each of our episodes is going to be comprised of one primary topic, and we're probably going to have some other uh, secondary topics we're going to be hitting uh, later on. But right now, let's let's focus on the original. Let's kick it over with Adam Cardone and and have him come over here uh, on live screen with us.
2: Adam. Oh boy, can you see me? <laughs> we can see
0: you <laughs> and your drink. Yeah. <laughs> How's it oh. going? What do you got there, Boxy? No, what's
3: up? Moxie, I got it on the road. I found it, where did I, I don't know. Oh, in a Cracker Barrel in the middle of nowhere. Dang.
0: Cheers. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm, I'm drinking water. I'm going to try to keep, if I start drinking formally, I'll end up like naked dancing around on camera and no one
1: wants to see that. I've seen that, I don't want to unsee it. I mean, I do want to unsee it.
3: No. My out.
0: Yeah, it looks like you're breaking up. If my a bit. camera
3: cuts out, I'll jump back in. I don't know why it doesn't. Kind of vanishes every. Minute.
0: Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can. It's like magic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the connection doesn't seem uh, very magic? secure. <laughs> so. Our um, our topic, again, we just mentioned it before, it's Consequences of Greater Magic in Society. And this is actually inspired by you, Adam, as when I was uh, recording Nine Cents, you had reached yep. out and brought this up as a, a topic idea. Being the uh, asshat that I am, <laughs> I just never got around to covering it, even though I thought it was a really great idea to delve yeah. into. So we actually have a number of essays, or I'm sorry, uh, articles that we're going to be touching on a little bit. And because there's three of us and we start talking over each other, the audio starts to get garbled a little bit. So for clarity, I'm going to try to keep this as uh, we want a wolf, man. <laughs> Uh, We're going to try to keep this as as clean as possible With one of us going at a time Talking about uh, whatever the article Happens to pertain to Within the framework of uh, Greater magic in society Uh, So as we're starting here Let's go ahead and start with um, Definitions Uh,
3: Greater magic uh, How I would define it And the satanic bible would define it Is the ritual side of the Of what it is, meaning formalized. In my in my world, I would formalize something in a ritual format to cause change, for me internal change that will eventually cause external change. That's right. how I would define it. Nice. In really. Sense.
0: No, I I think that's a, a great. Explanation. So when we're talking about consequences within the construct of a society, it's certainly not in the framework of you just in your own ritual chamber, isolated from the world around you. This is only by some other person projecting that you have cast some magical ritual upon them, whether it's a curse or um, uh, destruction or something like that, that they take offense to. So we're going to be covering a couple of these articles that really focus on like legal issues and sometimes life loss because of uh, admitting to or suggesting that there were <laughs> again, <laughs> that there has been uh, some sort of uh, accusation of magic use or ritual uh, onto someone else So, John, even though he's coming in and out, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to move forward with this conversation. And hopefully as he comes back, he can chime in and jump in. Um, Again, thank you, everyone. I hope we're going to send out a survey for everyone to fill out on what you thought of this first episode. If this isn't on it, (laughs) you can just leave now.
1: (laughs) Um, All I'm seeing is ha-ha-ha. If they were drunk, it'd be funny. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we'll keep keep trying.
0: Okay, so let's talk about – Public examples of public reactions to greater magic Uh, so let's talk about individuals who have been condemned for either true or not uh, use of greater magic so this first article comes out of um, Saudi Arabia, Sri Lanka yeah, Uh, do you want to
1: talk about this article John and, and give us your thoughts on this? I didn't read it, what are you talking about? Killing me. It's back in 2012. Um, it just you know she's been accused of witchcraft, which is uh, frowned upon over there, yeah. and, um, as, as it is other places. And, uh, she's in some pretty pretty hot water because of it.
0: Yeah, well, it, I mean, here's the the reality behind this story is she was accused, and the, the here's what happened: a gentleman had his 13 year old daughter walk past this woman. Later in the day, he noticed his 13-year-old daughter start acting erratically, and then he accused that woman that she walked past of casting a freaking magic spell on her. And in Saudi Arabia, punishment of witchcraft is beheading. You lose your head. So, you know, in this particular example, we're talking about here. I'm going to go to a two-man scene here. In this particular example, we're talking about... uh, a third world country in 2012, even though it wasn't that long ago, um, it's still not, you know, 2016 as we are right now. So it would be easy to think, uh, let's see if, uh, <laughs> he's back.
1: But <laughs> he's yeah, to, to touch on that, and you know, it's, it's like the Salem witch trials all over again, this whole hysteria, you know, she cast a spell on me. I don't yeah. feel right. Eh. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and, and here's
0: like the biggest part of this, I think, yeah. and this is the, like my takeaway from this experience um, of, of this woman. Okay, you're back. Beautiful. Um, we were just talking about how a, a woman was accused of witchcraft in Saudi Arabia, yeah, Sri Lanka sure. specifically. Oh, you heard us. Um, so what do you I think, think about that? I, I, for, oh, it's just the video dropping out. Yeah, it's
3: what, weird.
0: What do you think Sorry. about that?
3: Sorry, people. What? <laughs>
0: Am I on? Yeah, you are. You're there. Okay. So, what do you think about uh, that old woman being accused?
3: Um, I mean, obviously that woman wasn't trying to project it as being something she was trying to do. Correct? She was.
0: Yeah. It doesn't seem like.
3: Accused. It's not like she was um, the local witch and was hired to hex so and so. So.
1: Sweet hell! (laughs) Right right after the word so, yeah, he's back. So so go ahead.
0: And no audio. Yeah, the audio's not coming through. Okay, well, um, I'm gonna try to jump. John, I'm gonna try to jump in where where Adam was leaving off is that um, you may unwittingly be accused of something. Oh, dude. Can you move the the camera back to horizontal just so we're not bouncing around? You may be accused of of actions that uh, you didn't actually take. And the reality is, is that, you know, we live in a world where we may have actually made those. And that's why I think it's so important not to go out projecting your actions to other people. I think, uh, well, let me ask you, uh, John, do you see uh, or have you heard other individuals uh, publicly making statements saying, I have cursed this individual or I have, uh, you know, cast some spell on this individual to, to destroy them? Have you experienced that?
1: I've seen it all over Facebook. I'm sure everyone who's listening and watching has too. Um, it's all poopoo caca. But uh, the, the most famous one that I know of is um, when LeVay was talking about the Brody thing, and right. uh, that uh, that you know we're more apt to believe something like that. But a lot of these guys, uh, they always tell you that they curse somebody on Facebook uh, after something happened. Oh, by the way, I uh, I cursed them.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: OK, it's convenience. <laughs> yeah. But there's no real
0: consequences to that. At least um, there hasn't been yet that we've covered. So let's go ahead and let's talk about another article. Let's talk about this one is from 2014. Oh, I'm sorry. This is actually from 2016. And this is uh, from Cambodia. So this is another third world country. We're going to get a little closer to home here. People in just a second. actually
1: uh, I don't know if it is it a she because it's a weird name. Oh, Shut you know me. what? I don't know. I just assumed it might actually be, it might actually be a man. Oh no, uh, it's actually a man, Chen uh, Yin, thirty-four years old, uh, or uh, was was shot five times. Right. Uh, just because he was accused of of using black magic,
0: right? So this wasn't a state-sanctioned thing. This was just someone taking personal revenge, yeah. and it was actually chalked up to a revenge killing on someone else. So there are cultures um, where they do firmly believe in witchcraft, and you know, in the um, chat room, everyone sees uh, Willis comment there. Um, it doesn't always require specific evidence. I mean, just for example, it took one man's evidence in our last article in uh, Sri Lanka, where that was enough to behead someone just a man's statement that this happened yeah um just the accusation alone yeah
3: can, you can hear me right
0: we can hear you but we cannot see you
3: come on right oh really that's yeah. weird
1: keep talking don't worry let's okay let's, let's get okay insight. so here's
3: the deal yeah. what about when Pat robertson and these guys call for prayer um to take somebody out
1: that, um, we don't want to talk about that.
3: <laughs> that that's called re- reciprocal prayer. Uh, re- uh, re- uh, There's a word for prayer to do damage. Mm-hmm. You know, calling upon God to smite thine enemies.
1: <laughs> Almighty smiter.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is it not the same thing? I mean, in one, you know, it's the same kind of ideas. You could say, I'm going to curse you, or you could say, I'm going to pray to. The bonobo monkey god to do damage to mine enemies.
0: First of all, the bonobo what? monkey god has always paid off for me. Okay, so I don't appreciate you talking disparagingly
1: about him. Sixty percent of the time, he works every time. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah. yes. But yeah, like that to me is um, technically it's the same thing. It's it's it doesn't get called as witchcraft or cursing. It just gets called as a a prayer. You know,
0: I, I can. Depends- yeah no i completely agree with you there's there's a very fine line if the line exists at all between openly cursing someone and then praying for their uh just desserts to come to them through their you know sky god. Yeah. Yes.
3: correct yeah yeah so I, that's the part that when i contacted you i don't know this was two three years ago about doing a special was, show on this yeah. right you can i'm timely it,
0: right? Yeah, yeah i'm timely <laughs> correct
3: Yeah, this was a few years ago. I mentioned it because I thought it was interesting. Like, what if you publicly say to somebody? You've taken it too far, Mm. and I've taken it far now, too.
0: You're dropping out. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I can't hear you anymore, damn it.
3: There we go. I'm back in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you formally say, hey, I put a curse on you, and then you vanish into the night is that count as a threat? Because you're technically not saying I'm going to hurt you like me myself. It's I'm praying for your demise. Is basically what you're saying.
1: Mhm. Well, I don't I, look at it as a threat. I mean, uh, it, it's it's hogwash to me anyway. But I don't think as a threat. But Right. Let's see um, yeah, there we see. go. Are
0: you back? You back?
3: I, well, why I'm, I'm back in there. What's up? But you notice know what I was saying, right? About yeah, you know yeah. What does that mean to pray for someone's demise. Take mm-hmm. the word curse out of it. You know, don't even use the word curse. I prayed to God for something bad to happen to you. What? What is the legal ramification of that? I've always been fascinated by, it. only because um, my thing with curses on my end. I've thrown curses on people. A handful. They've all worked. Hmm. <laughs> all of them and a lot of them i think i would say more than half work because i let them know too which makes it um i don't know on a, on a theatrical note yeah. it adds to the subconscious mind which makes people start to notice things they might not notice um
0: see i mean i, so. I definitely see that point of it uh, for sure I think it takes a little bit of knowing your audience, so a little bit of lesser magic here in action because we have to be able to gauge not only the society that you're in, you need to gauge the culture that the individual you're targeting, how they will naturally react. You don't want them coming up in the middle of the night shooting you in, the, as in your sleep because you just told them that they curse you. Um, and then you also have to gauge the environment that you're in, you know, your, your immediate local area. So if you're in a college campus or if you're uh, at a local diner and you see them and you walk by and you say it you have to be able to anticipate the reactions from the individuals that you're speaking to and in some cases holding your cards to your chest may be the best case scenario again individual and environment depending um do you think that there's a level of i don't really think this is going to work by me doing it so i have to pray and tell them that I'm going to pray like like is there a part of it relying too much on the psychological
4: aspect of it for the target
3: yes well again I think it depends what you're trying to do if I really am trying to rid myself of negativity and Mm -hmm. thought a, a greater magic ritual to just get it out and not and be done with it might be good Um just to clear my head and mm. then if something happens great if not it's just the whole point of that would be to just you know clear it out of your system get all the negativity and focus it on something and be done with it but i would say then the cursing where you're telling them is almost like a form of lesser magic yeah and so yeah i think then it can backfire seriously right. backfire
1: well uh it's in- not- <clears throat> Lilith in the in the chat uh, made a good point. She says uh, publicly declaring a curse can be strewed as a threat by law enforcement. And I yeah. want to talk about something else. Kim uh, also wrote um, about all the witchcraft stuff going in, in Africa. They actually believe that uh, raping infants is a cure for AIDS.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that is less to do with witchcraft and more to do with ignorance, like cultural ignorance. Oh, yeah. But – um. Oh!
3: I should be back in there. There we yeah. go. I'm going to be switching um, back heard, and
0: forth as you come in and drop out.
3: Yeah. I the thing is though, there was a court case in Texas where the person said it, it was it was the praying to God for your demise thing, and I think they it, it came under the free, freedom of religion. So yeah. again, I court of law if someone well, who's. You know,
0: I yeah, the, yeah the, You hit it right on the head with that because it's it's the popular religions. I mean, just having to fight for our right to publicly and legally um, wed two individuals, you know, happened uh, just a few years ago. Uh, we had to fight for that. We collectively, no, <laughs> very a wonderful individual, had to fight for that. Um, but now there's legal precedent. When it comes to recognizing, as um, John, you had mentioned, uh, Lilith mentioning in the chat room there, uh, publicly declaring it as a threat by, like, a legal threat by law enforcement. I mean, again, open to interpretation. You're a member of what? Satanism? Church of Sa- what? Um, how about we just? Uh, that's definitely some weird voodoo witchcraft stuff. That's not really the same as someone praying for you to get punished by God. So we're gonna let that one fly. Like I, I feel like that's what's gonna be happening more often than not um, in these in these types of cases. Um, right. I did want to talk about this next article here. So this one is from 2014. Uh, this. English or British woman, excuse me, uh, from anyone maybe watching from across the pond. Uh, She was accused of using black magic to abuse a child, and she actually did time. And then the case was brought up 40 years later. Now, you know, the 2014 version that we're speaking to, where they're trying to um, uh, re-prosecute her again in some way, and, like, the evidence that convicted her 40 years ago was that because she denied it the whole time. Her husband at the time denied it the whole time. Um, was that she had spell books when they like raided her home and tarot cards?
1: That's all that was required to convict her. Can you wow. can you hit on that, John? Like in this thing, she. Oh boy, sorry about that. She um, and her husband were accused of sexually. Molesting children, raping children, and things like that, and Ooh. and it looks like that when because the child or a certain person saw these books in her in her home mm-hmm. and saw these things, uh, these tools of the of the trade around in her home, that's where they went to attack her. That's the avenue they took to attack her. Well, she she's uh, doing you know practicing witchcraft and voodoo and, and casting spells. Right. Well, I mean,
3: on our note, all, we could get. Uh, Someone could say that we're doing that no matter what, if they know we're a member of this organization. Or,
0: right.
3: or I mean, they, they, there's that guy. <laughs> Something bad happened to Jim, and that guy's around.
0: Yeah, and if all it requires are some shitty Barnes and Nobles magical spell books, I mean, yeah. I I came into Satanism from the occult side of things when I first discovered Satanism because I loved the idea of. Yeah magic and the occult and stuff. So I have a bookshelf behind me full of obscure stuff like that. So if someone just decided to accuse me of something, bust in my house, yeah, I'd have to clear my browser history naturally. And then get rid of my tons of cocaine. But outside of those two actions, I would be fucked just because of the spell books. It wouldn't have been done. No, I know. It's that kinda weird. But again if we were part
3: of a, a Christian group, and I don't know. Let's say there was an abortion clinic down the neighborhood, and we had a prayer meeting for God to do bad things to the people that work there. The same thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. technically,
0: it's exactly the same so, thing.
3: That's why the Texas case, I, I remember it came out that it was legal for these people to pray for their demise.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I, Stuff like that is is literally happening right now. So we just had uh, a case. I don't know if people were following this. This is where a a gentleman, um, Brock Turner, was caught raping an unconscious woman. Uh, on campus he was stopped by a student exchange or exchange student excuse me and now there's a group of witches that have publicly declared a hex on this guy so they're they're doing things like trying to get him uh, impudent and trying to have like little needle feeling stabbing into his stomach and stuff like that but, Um What's that line for you guys? I mean, everyone has to have a personal line of, um, this was actually brought up in the Satanic Scriptures too, um, quite wonderfully, I think, uh, by Magus Peter H. Gilmore, where he spoke of every individual Satanist has to have a bar of, of um, you know, obviously I'm giving you my version of this, um, a bar of evidence that they would require to accept the idea that what they did was, was caused that result, that end result. If you believe that greater magic is something more than pure uh psychological uh expressions on your side, then yeah, it's just psychodrama. Thank you. Then what is that for you? So if you're pretend let's put our our Wiccan boots on here for a second. I guess maybe they have sandals, not boots. (laughs) I don't know what they have. Um, What would that barrier of proof be for you to believe that you're you're wrapping a candle with his picture and burning it or something um, is enough to have you go through that action um, and uh, believe that you had some influence? John, do you mind you want to jump in on there?
1: Um. I don't find – the thing is with, with with greater magic, it's for the individual. That's what I believe. I'm saying this. It's for me. If I'm going to cast the spells for me, if something happens to that person because I hate their guts and I, I wanted to slide under a gas truck and die um, – that great. That's freaking awesome. But I, it's it's just for me. So this they're doing, you know, wrapping this with a feather from his cap and a, uh, a hair from his head, and it's doing it when it's the you know the moon's aligned with Pluto on the seventh yeah. candle of the white one. I, whatever. I, I don't buy any. I don't buy any of that shit. It's ridiculous to me.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, when so, Adam comes back,
1: I'll ask him about uh, it um, as well. It just, I, just just to say that it just makes no sense to me that these people are accusing people. Well, they, they cast a spell on me. I want them arrested. Like what? Like, yeah. There's nothing physical. There's nothing been proven that, that this recipe that you are doing this, these actions that you're doing in the privacy of your own home, in your own room, away from this person is actually doing harm to them physically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that, Adam?
4: Um.
0: I mean, from my end, it depends
3: what my goal is. Like I said, if I'm trying to clean out my head um, and I do a ritual and then something bad happens to that person, I can, in my own imaginary world, say, hey, I had something to do with that. I, I you know, whatever, my energy that I created somehow, I don't know, did something. But if I'm literally trying to use my witch powers to mess with somebody – there are subtle ways um and that would be lesser magic used for that means and like i said Mm -hmm. it's it's not just like i'm cursing you it's more like there are certain things that can happen that i could do to let that person know they're on my bad side and i'm wishing them ill harm
0: yeah
3: and then if something bad happens i take full credit for that because i've set the ball in motion like literally i can see it go a b c d and boom this thing happened you know
1: yeah Yeah. and that's known by telling them you can fuck with them psychologically they can't worry about it they can think about it and every time they they stub their toe oh man that was adam you know no really and the thing is even the skeptics even someone who doesn't is
3: a hardcore skeptic i mean even me i'm a skeptic we are all skeptics that's what we are satanists we're hardcore skeptics Coming from a magician's point of view, as a stage magician, it doesn't matter if you're a skeptic, because it goes into the subconscious, so you can believe it or not, it's still sitting somewhere in your head, somewhere, it's living, it's existing, and the fact that you made it exist, eating away, can make,
1: (laughs) I love, I love, love he he kicks out right when he's going to make a point, yeah, no, it's,
0: it's, it's his magician timing, man.
1: Yeah, it was working
3: for a while with no problems. Um, yeah. Why is it doing that? It keeps asking me to join. Um,
1: just but just join. join everything. Uh, that's to me what
3: magic is. Like I, I always said, like real magic, meaning us doing ritual or lesser magic to gain what we want, and stage magic. This is the part that got me interested in this whole business. Yeah, was it, it all locks together? You know, we can do things and say things with lesser magic to cause results whether it be negative end or positive end and that's what art is that's what theater is you know you can write a song you can write a song to your ex-girlfriend about how bad things can happen and you've just now put forth in the earth an energy that can do that you know because you've created it and it exists and it goes into people's minds and subconscious and causes change so Mm -hmm. that's the thing what if you wrote a song demise. Oh, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I, I, I like, like what Lil song. said there. Your energy is so great, it knocks out your connection. Um, <laughs> all right, well, we're going to continue going back and forth Did here.
1: Because he I didn't hear that last part. Did he say, what if you wrote a song? About yeah. To my-? Yeah, but people do it all the time. Look at hip-hop.
0: I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it's a, a regular um, practice for people. I mean, isn't that Taylor Swift's entire career? <laughs> like, Yes, <laughs> ex-boyfriend songs. I mean, some people build a whole shitty career on it. Um,
3: it's all about what a you're wearing or a costume you're wearing. You could write a song about someone's demise, yeah. and then you put a witch hat on, and now it's a curse.
0: Yeah. Well, there's one more article that we haven't yet touched on, and I really wanna I wanna talk about it briefly here. So we have uh, this interesting organization in this world. Um, that I think everyone here hates to their core. Yeah, I wouldn't find um, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Satanic Temple. We and, don't
3: even say
0: it. Yeah, well, too yeah. late. <laughs> um, on 2016 in May in uh, Los Angeles, they conducted a public, or they, at least they announced it, whether they did or not, that they were going to conduct a public ritual in order to help elect some senator into office that's also you know, one of their uh, lackeys, followers. Uh, what I find interesting about this is not... That they're doing it or they think that it's going to be done or anything. Um, what I think interesting is that this is an example, this is an example of a group conducting a mass ritual in the public's eye. What are the, how can this be anything but a negative if you're in such a public um, exposed place where you are literally saying, we are conducting this ritual to do X and Y? So when X and Y doesn't happen, logic dictates you should just hang your hat because you've proven that there is literally nothing to your – there's no substance to your claims or to your magic or whatever you claim it to be. So um, what do you think about that, John? Do, Do you think that by declaring it like that,
1: they're setting herself up for yeah. failure. So definitely, I don't. Uh, I don't think anything that they do is, is is on point with anything. But just for anyone to right, say taking them to do out this of ritual there. in order to do this and do that, and then they perform the ritual and that doesn't happen. Idiot. Mm. Um, I I think that the that the rituals should be private, even if it is a group. But mm. most group rituals, they're not going. That's why you do compassion rituals when you do a group ritual because in order for like a, like a destruction ritual to happen with a group, right, every single person that's there has to be on point with their thoughts and their focus and their everything that about this thing to, to build it up to and then and cast that out for it to happen. And are you just, still are, like
0: complaining about the time I pants you when we were doing the ritual together? Because I told you I was sorry. I don't appreciate you bringing this up every single time.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what I'm saying. The people there, you can't expect them to take this seriously and focus on things and build up this thing and throw out that energy like you would in in a a ritual. So I don't find them to be that, uh, you know, effective at all other than some celebratory uh, thing like 666 with the Church of Satan. That to me was a very – A celebration, you know, it's great to have a group ritual like that, but is it going to actually do anything? I don't think so because of the people there that aren't aren't taking it as serious as as others would. And you
3: would never know that they are, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Right. That's the thing. You got to. Yeah. Here's the thing.
3: Coming from, again, from a magician point of view, if you're going to do, if I'm doing a mind reading magic show, right? Yeah. Uh, Where I'm doing stunts where it looks like I'm reading minds. The thing is, we take risks, and sometimes we're wrong, but we know how to capitalize on those offs. You know, we know how to use the off parts to maybe set up for a bigger end. Um, but if you're going to do a curse.
1: right? Like I said, right when it's going to make a point, it's gone. You uh- uh- <laughs> do a curse Alakazam, Smoke.
3: <laughs> the gods are wild. The gods are watching this, and they're like, they're not yeah. liking what we're saying.
0: Here. Yeah, they're like third side. Oh hell no! Shut that shit down. Exactly. Oy vey.
3: This is the third side. So <laughs> the um the thing though, so, if you're gonna do the first ritual, it doesn't work. Yeah, you look like boobs, right? Yeah. Like you said, right? Hey,
0: you work. could. If it could be worse, day, looking you like a boob. You know, I'm a fan of boobs, so I, I wouldn't mind so much looking like a boob from time to time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, it's it, it's it's
3: like a very complicated thing. Like, if you wanted to. Again, isn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, sweet hell. <laughs> I'm watching my camera, and I'm watching the mute button go on without me touching it. Yeah. I'm not kidding.
0: It's the gods, man. They're pissed. They're <laughs> not. There's too You're much truth out. is being spoken yeah, yeah. oh it's sweet fucking hell all right um so what do you, I, I want to kind of wrap this discussion up in uh in yeah. this way if i can what do you think if it does at all it says about an individual whenever they're having a problem in their life that they immediately revert to a greater magic ritual and i think all of us I'm guessing on some cases, may know people like this. What does it say about that individual if they always run to that as the first step?
1: Oh, can I take this one? <laughs> you probably won't cut out. If people, okay, if they, if they, why are you so zoomed in on my face? I don't like that. Back off. I can't back off. I'm like, if they, uh, right. yeah, you know, I Here, I'll, if, I'll do it with you. Great. Adam Witch Project. Am
3: I on? Are you guys seeing me or just hearing me?
1: Let I'm just, just hearing you, yeah.
0: Okay, I don't yeah. see yeah. you, Asking.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, but if people... <laughs> 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 Lilith, if, if Adam, Adam Cardone will not be silenced. What I'm saying is, if... What were we talking about?
0: <laughs> what does it say about someone, if anything at all? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like what Lilith said there. I agree, I agree. Uh, if they immediately run to greater magic.
1: I think that it, it, it says a lot about... Where they're where they made choices in life to place themselves in a in a position where they constantly have to get out negative feelings, uh, make these rituals up because they're not attaining the things that they should be using lesser magic to attain. Hmm. And and I, I I think I probably do t- two rituals a year, and that's just for myself. But there's people that talk about it on, like on Facebook. I mean, that's a go-to social media thing where they're doing it every weekend or they're doing it. Uh, you know, every other day, and how, what are you not doing in real life that you right. need that those tools? I yeah. agree,
3: dude. That's I know people that go to church every day. You know, they like they need to go every day, and I'm like, if you have to go to church every day, you're something's wrong here.
1: Yeah,
0: you need to get laid. Not working. You need to have that's, more sex.
3: Yeah. Is <laughs> that? Exactly missing out but honestly the um same thing with I'm, I'm with you on the on the greater magic thing i don't do it that much but when i do it's usually because there's a rift in my machine you know i have a machine mm-hmm. that rolls along i wake up in the morning happy as a clam um real yeah my cereal and dude i li- i'm very happy like i literally live in comic book land once in a while the machine doesn't work i got a build up of energy and i want to do this for me like you said it's mm-hmm. for me it's it's yeah. to clear my head. I like doing it. Um, it's stimulating. So, yeah, if I had to do that every other day, unless, of course, unless there are people that it literally is fun. It's literally right. a fetish of sorts for yeah. them to do these weird tools. You know? If yeah, like fetish And yeah. really get up on doing these.
0: That's that's an interesting take because I hadn't thought about that before. One thing I do want to mention, Lilith Malone in uh, the chat room said, using lesser magic or simply being an effective person um, would be an alternative. Uh, I'm, I'm attacking on to that. What I think is really important, and though it's in the vernacular, I don't know that everyone makes the solid connection, and so I'm going to try to make it now. There is magic, and it comes in two forms as Satanists see it. So just because you don't practice greater magic, ritual magic, doesn't mean that you're not practicing magic on a day-to-day basis. You are. So if, if you're a Satanist and you're like, I don't do magic, you better be. You better be doing lesser magic on a daily basis. Otherwise, you're just hoping things go right. Just crossing your fingers and just please let it happen the way I want it to. You're supposed to be using magic on a day-to-day basis. You may not be using greater magic, but you better be using lesser magic because that's the way that you manipulate your world to what you want. That's how you make
1: your will become. Yeah. So, uh, there's some of us, right. to, about, to add to that, there's some of us that perform greater magic in our heads. We don't right. actually need the sword and the sigil of Baphomet. We can just muster up the energy And cast that out when we need to.
0: So I I don't really want to go into um, any more of methods or anything. There are other podcasts um, that we've been involved in in the past that cover those topics ad nauseum maybe even so um i think this is a really great place to close down the conversation we're going to do a little bit of a commercial break a little bit of an intermission um for those of you who joined us in the chat room for this initial discussion thank you very much we do have more of the show coming um we're going to be doing a segment called hard truth stick around for that on the other side of our intermission uh the truth is i just gotta i gotta
1: pee is okay. Is that all right? Yep.
0: <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, if you can mute your mics so they don't hear us, let's go ahead and move on into our intermission and commercials.
1: Be right back. In
2: 1966, Anton LaVey created the Church of Satan, marking the beginning of the Age of Fire and Year One Anno Satanas. In 1969, he published The Satanic Bible, codifying Satanism as a religion, the first time it's been done in human history. In the name of Satan, ruler of the earth, king of hell, come forth from the pit, bestow the blessings of hell
3: upon us, for we are your children, and we invoke thee this
2: night. In 2001, I was appointed High Priest of the Church of Satan. In 2007, I published the Satanic Scriptures, further defining and expanding on Satanic philosophy and greater magic ritual.
4: Hail Satan, full of might! Hail, Hail Satan, of might. Our allegiance is with thee! Our is with thee.
2: Cursed, are they. Cursed, are they. Cursed are they! The God adores! The God. And on the worshippers of, of the Nazarene For the past 50 years, the Church of Satan has stood as the sole organization to define and defend Satanism as a religion. And though pretenders to the infernal throne have come and gone, we have stood the test of time and will into the future. Visit churchofsatan.com for more information and read the Satanic Bible and the Satanic Scriptures. Knowledge is the solution for ignorance. Hail Satan! Hail
4: Satan! Hail. Hail. Hail Sense podcast ran weekly from 46 Anosatanas to 51 Anosatanas. It not only defined the greater satanic conversation in its time, it remains the standard to beat among satanic podcasts online. Reverend Adam Campbell is defining the satanic conversation every week. I never miss it, and neither should you. It featured nine different contributor segments crafted by the most authoritative satanists out there.
2: Nine Cents is an example of Satanism in action. Accomplished individuals discussing ideas and issues with passion. Led by host Reverend Adam Campbell, the talk ranges from raw to refined, but always guided by third-side perspectives guaranteed to stimulate your thinking.
4: Though the podcast has ended its life cycle, you can listen to every episode, whenever you want, online at the Nine Cents Podcast Archive. Each year of weekly audio episodes are available for free, as well as the four annual specials offered in both audio and video formats. Visit 9 today and discover the invaluable satanic wit and wisdom contained therein for yourself. 9 Podcast Archive. Relive the satanic perspectives of our modern world. All right. (laughs)
0: Thank you all for joining us for that first segment. Adam seems to be having some issues. Um, Let's, uh, Adam, can you turn your camera to horizontal rather than vertical, unless you're like texting or something? Yeah. Um, Let's go ahead and do a little bit of a hard truth segment. So as we're, yeah, hard truth, like hard truth. Uh, As we're uh, prone to do, this may be offensive to some people. We're not going for offensive, but it just may naturally be because of who we are.
1: Because America's been pussified.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, well, this this is actually something... That, uh, I don't want to so do a rant. What bothers me about our culture is that we have collectively accepted um, an extreme liberal take on reality, on our lives. And that has... Sorry, I'm trying to control the cameras as I'm talking. And that has uh, silenced a lot of people that really shouldn't be silenced, that has condemned a lot of people that really shouldn't have to be condemned, Um, and that has uh, really brought us into a solipsistic, socio-political atmosphere. And there is no worse place, in my opinion,
1: than Facebook for that. It's also victimized a lot of people that don't need to be victimized.
0: It allows people to really, if if you have nothing in life to move and live for, this gives you an opportunity to uh, be a victim and then be special because of it.
1: And then be entitled. Right. So let's tell them the question. The question that we're asking on this uh, segment of Hard Truth is, must we recognize and respect other sexual and or gender identities? Adam, did you hear that? Order. Okay. Do you must, want to hit that one more time? Yeah. Must we recognize other people's sexual and/or gender equalities? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, equality Identities. Wow. What do you think, Adam? Must we accept? Mm-hmm. What must we respect and recognize oh. them? I'll try one more time. Test, is this on?
3: <laughs> yeah. I suppose. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I respect what I want to respect for that day. Right. Does that make sense? I, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. Yes.
3: I respect everybody um, to a certain degree. Depends. For me, it's very complex. Because I've met people that use that stuff for their benefit in for nefarious means. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Well, can you give us an we, example? We all met that. You don't have to name a name, bit.
3: um, uh, yeah. I mean, there are people that use the scapegoat card for whatever they need it for. You know, yeah. they're constantly the scapegoat. They're the they're the flag flyers of whatever cause, and so yeah. they're demanding respect and demanding respect, and they're not delivering the goods to warrant that respect. So I find myself turning off to those people. Yeah. You know, that's the political world we're living in now is the very like you have to you have to respect what I say and do it's like yeah but you're out there well look at our our um, our temple friends of what mm-hmm. they're doing
4: yeah
0: you
3: know well I mean Same if, deal
0: the topic of this the, the subject of this question really comes down to, uh, that we're framing it in comes down to sexual or gender identities we really want to sort of right. focus it on that because it can grow to the very broad discussion yeah, exactly. so right. by narrowing it i think we can clarify yeah. our, our positions a little bit more um, every
3: single that i've come across in my life that's changed their gender i'm like all right sure great awesome like if that's if you're now this if that's what you want to be. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I I give them two thumbs up and say go for it. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So, but never as, ever come. Across. That's for that's for you and as an individual, but collectively, I'm, I'm uh, with a for lack of a better word, as a society, right. should we is it globally or universally good or should do we have to do we all have to recognize and respect. Other sexual and gender identities.
3: I think yes, because look at like women's rights of where it's gotten. You know, it used to be only certain cultures did, and now it's growing. Yeah. You know, for especially women's rights. You know, I think women slowly would gain rights in certain areas, and, and it just grew because it 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 is good. It's good for the great. You know. Yeah. Give women power and better things, you know, <laughs> look at the Middle East, you know, right you give women power over there and a lot of that down. I think Christopher Hitchens used to say that all the time. If you want to fix a, an area of the world that's having issues, give ladies the power. Start giving mm-hmm. power. And yeah. for me, the Jeff, is that too? It's like, I think people focus on. Gender, like the, the areas where people are like, we don't like the gays, transgender no good. Look at those areas, you know. It's like they're using that as an excuse for some other problem.
1: Well, I think I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I understand what you're saying as far as in those areas and doing things that are blatantly you know, like illegal or, you know, reharming them and, 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 and doing things like that. But we're talking about more of um, as an individual. If someone comes up to me and they happen to be uh, gay, which I, I don't care if people are gay, but they have to put it in, let's say, my face about it. and Wait, talk wait, about wait. It before what seven. part are they putting in your face? <laughs> what, what are we talking about? <laughs> Again. All right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like that type of thing. Do I have to automatically give them the respect that they ask for? Or do I have to give them the respect that they deserve from me, which might not be respecting them because they're gay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, just because they're they're or or they say I I identify as a woman today, Um, if they're a friend of mine, I'm I'm more apt to give them a lot more respect because I I love them. They're a friend. But that's and we do that. We all do that. But if it's a stranger, like let's say uh, Bruce Jenner, what he did. I don't look at Bruce Jenner as a woman. I don't understand why he won a woman's award. There's nothing woman about him. If you really break it down, like, I can appreciate how he wants to live his life and how what he wants to do. And I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine right. with that. Right. But should it be a, against the law for me to say, well, I'm going to still call him Bruce? Yeah, um, well,
3: I don't think it should be against the law.
1: Right, but it's looked yeah. at, it's looked on as, as hateful. I don't hate people, anyone for that at all, but.
3: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, it is. It's a very interesting little nuance that you're picking up on. I get it. Um. Wow. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's a. That's a. That's interesting. It's a very subtle little nuance to the whole equation. Yeah, I would say it depends what people. Yeah, the respect end comes from what they deserve, <laughs> right? Exactly. They deserve your respect. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I would say so, yeah. yeah um, because I, could,
1: I have gay friends. I have transgender friends and things like that. I'm not talking about Facebook friends. I'm talking about people I've met in real life that I have a respect for because I've met them. I've talked to them. I have know, okay, well, I like what they're saying and how they – conduct themselves and how they behave right. they earned my respect so if they want to be called Susie, I'll call them Susie it's fine it doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. If well, they, like they want to the eat whole- a dick or, or they want to eat a vagina what, I don't care that that has nothing to do with me, I can respect them for what they want to do, you know what I mean
3: right well, and this gender thing too
1: audio's cutting out yeah you cannot hear you there we go. Well, Adam, okay. oh, sorry. Adam, Campbell. What do you? What do you no, think? Oh, huh. isn't yeah.
3: it new? It's like it's a subject matter.
0: What well, I mean, it, I were discussed. This is all. Th- I think that's at the core of of even this discussion itself, because in the past, we'll say three years, it has come to the forefront of popular c- culture. Really, that we hadn't. Yes. The majority of us, I would say, by and large, the majority of us hadn't really thought of it in the terms that it's it's being presented before. And so because it's so new, because it is not part of our individual cultural vernacular yet, it's going to take us some time to get on board. Yes. I think my only complaint about um, anyone who identifies in a particular sexual orientation or gender orientation that is different than what is expected of it being is that it's too much on your chest it's it's too much like a neon sign on your head the way you're presenting it the reality is is none of us really care no one really cares but when you get in someone's face and say you need to respect me and you need to respond to me in this way and you need to accept it and as if it has always been this way and it's nothing new and that's where i have a real problem because it is new to a lot of us we don't know i don't even know what q means still I've literally looked it up and I've educated myself on it, and it slipped my mind because it is not something that I deal with on a day-to-day basis. I could tell you how to format a div, but I can't tell you what fucking Q means in LGBTQ. So we need to have stop here. I guess here's what it is. I don't want to yell because I don't want it to be personal.
1: I like when you
0: do that. Stop wearing it on your fucking sleeve no one cares if you want to be it, and and here's the misunderstanding because I don't think it is I want to be a girl or a boy it's how you internally are if you internalize as a boy but you were genetically a girl that's fine I don't care I don't know anyone who really does care in any measurable way up until the point that it's on your sleeve in our face and you're calling us a bigot or um uh, okay queer that was actually a really easy <laughs> I guess I did know that but thanks for shitting on my rant um, <laughs> uh, where was I damn it I was on my, on my jump rope where where can I jump Turn back in Steve and put it in your face and then back yeah in just back. stop doing that because we don't fucking care who you have sex with um, you become a pariah you become that victim when you only hit that note, when you've got that fucking drum and you're just beating it to death, you—that is—that really all that defines you? Is that the one thing you're gonna choose to fucking hang your hat on? Like, really? There's so many other things about me than- than what I like to have sex with, or how I perceive myself genetically. Or what my job is, or what my religion is, or what my hobbies are. It's a culmination of these things, it is not one goddamn thing. So when you're sitting here, hammering that fucking drum as if that is the only thing that fucking matters to anyone, and the entire time, calling us the fucking bigots, YOU'RE THE ONE
4: WITH THE FUCKING PROBLEM!
1: Right? (laughs) Fuck. Sweating now. (laughs) Me too. I'm just listening. Um, Damn
3: it! No, you're right. No, no one cares. That's the thing. I don't care. I mean, really, if someone wants to do whatever, it's it's their business. I don't care. As soon as you put the parade on, then it's the problem. Then it then it it, it, yeah. That's like it's like PETA. Like I like certain elements of PETA, but (laughs) there's certain things that they'll do that scare away a lot of people. Right, I mean, I'm—I don't like factory farming. I can't stand, true. you yeah, know. It's a totally lot of true. It's totally true. They're pro that I'm like, but then they cross the line, and they, you know, and that's the part where I lose it. You mm. know, I'm like, you know what? You just lost a fan. I eat meat a lot of it, but I also don't like factory farming and all sorts of things. And I do think you lose customers when you um, swing that hammer hard, like you just said. It's—it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. Like, I'm a huge – like, I I like the base ideals of PETA until you start looking into their practices and (laughs) their activism. It's uh, pretty messed up when you get down into it. So –
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: it's a money-making
3: thing. They they kill more animals than other shelters from what I hear. I've looked into that a bit. It's pretty crazy. But whatever. I mean, again, I'm – you know, I'm pro – Animal. I want animals to have their rights and I want factory farming is horrible, right. but they cross the line. They, they, you know, they, they hit that hammer so hard. I know vegan friends and I'm, I have a lot of vegan friends, but I have a few that I can't be around because it's so much about them. You know, yeah. you have to eat. It's all about them. And it's like, dude,
1: you're eating nope. me. Why are you eating me? Me so bad. Dude? Yeah. I, I, I leave just, you alone. Leave me the fuck alone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or they, yeah, they just guilt trip you. It's like, dude, I, I get it, you know, but you're, you're losing fans. You're losing no. support for what your cause is because a lot of the meat eaters would support that cause. Yeah, I would say it's funny. Like, I live in New York City. I am surrounded by so many gay people and transsexuals, and it, they're everywhere mm. in my line of work. There's a couple sitting right here. No, <laughs> but no, but I know so many because of the music business stuff and show business stuff, and my it's like my kids. I don't even think they notice gay anymore. They don't even notice it. I
0: think it's great. Yeah.
3: Yeah. They have they have gay teachers. I have, so many of my friends are gay. I have transsexual. They don't even notice. They don't care. But what we forget is there's a large percentage of the Midwest that it is new. Mm-hmm. You know that flag hasn't flown there. Um, a lot of the gay people that live in those communities, they're here in New York city, you know, mm. they got the fuck out. They're here partying, you know, it's like, so I do think we have to respect that it is new for certain areas and, and it is, it's not there. So yeah. they're still learning. Like we just said, you said the Q, the Q, I just learned what it means. Right. I had to have one of my friends explain the Q part. My friend told me I count as a Q because you, I guess, you're pretty cute. I
0: can yeah, see. Yeah. That. I can You're
3: see pretty there. cute. <laughs> yeah, no Q. What, would you, what did you learn the Q meant I was told it's everything else.
0: Well, queer is what I was
1: just questioning yeah, yeah.
3: Everything else. Like I'm not gay, but I can count as a queer because I am friends with a lot of gay people and we all hang out.
1: Same thing yeah. with Adam Campbell. He, he is not bisexual, but he's willing to try.
0: Yeah. Again, it was just that one ritual, John. I would appreciate you <laughs> stop talking about it. Again, yeah. I can't get that fuck. I,
3: I didn't, Yeah, I live in this world of lots of gay stuff, and I didn't even know what Q was. So yeah, I was like, "Can someone?"
0: Yeah, it's just. This? Yeah. I like what Lilith said. Um, just a oh, second ago. I'm sorry yeah, for yeah, stepping. Go ahead. On you. Go, ahead.
1: go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I was just. I was gonna say. What Lilith said. I think trans- transgender people need to have patience with the rest of us and give us some. Yeah. Wanting to be considerate, we might inadvertently say dumb things like on the show. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. we probably have already. <laughs> yeah
3: Learn. I mean, the fact that we're discussing this is awesome. I think because it doesn't get talked about. Um, I think it's really good that this is what it is. The more we talk about it, the more we, you know, express our feelings, and we hear from them. This is how we all learn. And the more it's it's, not even an issue with my
1: kids or anyone else's kids. Yeah. And and the more you talk about it, and the more you have it in your life, you get you can see the beautiful things that are in it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no.
0: I, think, uh, I think that's a good place to end it on, on that discussion. And really, that's going to wrap up this very first pilot episode. So for everyone that has been in uh, this discussion with the chat room, sending it, I'm sorry we didn't reference every single uh, comment. We did see them all. I've been, if you see my eyes darting around my screen, it's because I've been looking at those and, and uh, uh, appreciating that interaction. Um, Adam Cardone, my man, thank you so much for joining us. Even though we had some video issues, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah,
3: no, thanks. No. yeah, thanks for You know, doing this You guys are awesome I support everything you guys Uh-oh, did I just cut out? No, you're good <laughs> um, No, I, I love all your podcasts And everything you guys have been doing Keep it going And I support
0: <sighs> No, keep telling us how great we are Come on <laughs>
3: You
1: guys
3: know I love
1: you
0: Yeah No, is there any uh, projects you have right now That you want to plug while you're on the horn?
3: Uh, what do I have to plug? No, um no, I don't, I mean, I always have shows going on. Just as well. Um, what'd you say?
1: I said, just your girlfriend, that's it. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> she's over there. <laughs> uh, she heard that we'd mention her and she ran away. She's terrified of being on here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, there's nothing new going on except I just keep doing shows. So right. follow What's me on Facebook.
0: Well, everyone, again, thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can be a part of the discussion by tuning in live uh, the first and third week of every month uh, that Sunday. You can follow us on Facebook, Google+, and YouTube for specific dates and times. And if you sign up to the email list, then we're going to shoot you out uh, an email a week in advance of specific topics, guests, times, etc. So, uh we definitely recommend that, all right? So everyone until next time, uh keep that inner fire burning.
1: You stay classy Satanism. <sighs>